What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain, Garrett Morlang, and here in the studio with me is... I'm Veronica Weatherstone. Nice to meet you, Veronica. Yeah. Uh, what uh, brings you into our studio today? I didn't have anything else going on. Oh, cool, cool. Do you like, you know, nerdy stuff, movies, video games, that type of hey, thing? Or it's me. It's JJ, dude. Oh, okay. No, I just introduced myself as Veronica. Okay. Cool. I'm. Just, it's weird. It's like you didn't know who I was or something. So here's the deal. <laughs> okay. I never know whether it's a, whether it's a character or whether it's you. Like that's you. There's no way to you're know. Like, you know there's I, literally I no way to know. I have no idea like how to play until yeah. you say something like that. I don't know whether it's you or someone on someone else. So okay, well I, I'm not schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> you guys are watching the Super Gamer Boys, and I am JJ Purdom, his illustrious co-host. And I only say illustrious because I'm trying to get that word spread out about me around town. Don't you love how, like, I've never, I don't know if I've ever really introduced you as a co-host. I always say, oh, and here joining me in the studio is J.D. Purdom. Yeah, I always take it as kind of a little bit of a slight. <laughs> a little bit of a but, I mean, a bit. It's, it's kind of a <laughs> passive-aggressive thing on your part. <laughs> you know, but I don't, I don't think any offense to it or anything. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. How you do this week, man? Uh, doing all right. Had a lot of doctor's appointments. Um, yeah. It haven't finally seen stopped working. <laughs> What he's what he's talking about <laughs> is so his much. vision. He had some <laughs> eye problems, and he recently yes. went to an eye doctor. Yes, I've gone to a couple eye doctors, and uh, I tell you what, I hate the doctors a lot. I am not enjoying it, and even with insurance, it's real expensive. Uh, not not enjoying that aspect either. Want to hear a crazy story? Oh, I got a crazy story for you. This might get a little gross, but I think it's really awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> Like okay. anytime you say something is gross. It's not, okay. <laughs> so the story isn't necessarily awesome, but this thing that happened to me was was crazy. It was more crazy. This is crazy. You okay. ready for this? Is it about something that showed up in the bathroom? How do you know? <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so here's the deal. I showed up today. They inject a bunch of dye in my bloodstream. They're scanning my eye. I don't know what for. I just let the doctors do what they want. They, this is a true story. She handed me a consent form like 10 minutes after they dilated my eyes. Which, so it's already which been- <laughs> I you can't see anything after they dilate your eyes. I can see like long distance, like 15, 20 feet away. I can see crystal clear, but anything closer than that, like no idea. Couldn't see any. Couldn't see in their faces. They were like, I was like stumbling around the hallway, following them. They're like, oh, just follow me. Like they treat you as if they didn't just dilate your eyes. Yeah. Um, like they were. Last- are, you, are you running? See, I'd be running around goosing people and you <laughs> know just making. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> but uh, they literally handed me this consent form, and they're like, oh, can you go ahead and sign that? <laughs> and I'm like, what am I signing? And they're like, oh, it's just blah 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 blah. Like they kind of rambled on a little bit. I was like, okay. Okay, I guess I'll take your word for it because I can't read it. They're like, "Oh yeah, good point." And I'm like, "Yeah, like <laughs> you just told me what it says. This, it, this I is could be scam. signing. I could be signing my life away." I, and I, I said that to him too. I was just like, "So how do I know this isn't like the deed to my house or the lead, like you know the title to my car or like you know who knows like signing my first child away to you?" And they're like, right. "You just gotta trust us." I'm like, "I don't like these odds. <laughs> I don't like these odds one bit." So she's, I was like, "Well, where do I sign?" Because I can't see. And finally, I, you know, I sign it and scribble my name on there. I can't again, can't see anything. But uh, uh, anyways, after all that craziness happened so they're injecting this dye in me stick this camera in my eye scan in the back of my eyeball however that works science is crazy 
Um, and they're like, after after they were done, they're like, oh, by the way, uh, did you have someone here with you to drive you home? And I'm like, no, I was told I was just going to have my eyes dilated. And usually within like, you know, an hour or so, I have enough vision to be able to at least drive. And then it gets better throughout the day, as long as I wear sunglasses, because it makes you super light sensitive. Um, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. With this dye we injected in your blood, it also will apparently cause your eyes to tint red like everything will be red tinted i'm just like so you're seeing like the incredible hulk <laughs> so you're literally basically so, just seeing red so think of like uh like some plastic cellophane like what people tape over their brake lights after they smash the plastic <laughs> like that's like if i held that up to my vision like is that that's... a personal attack on me right now <laughs> Not, only if you took it that way uh... no i'm kind of feeling like that's a personal jab that was like a very passive aggressive way to like kind of like poke at your best friend in the whole world okay okay um but yeah that's that's what it was like looking through like as if i was like looking through some clear plastic like red cellophane plastic uh sheet or something like that everything was red i'm like okay so this is gonna last a while they're like yeah and you really shouldn't drive because you know the whole thing where you can't see the traffic lights and tell what color they are i'm like yeah good call um (laughs) and they're like oh and also uh, drink a lot of water today and don't be alarmed after you go to the bathroom. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, you know, the dye will show up in your urine. It'll be a little weird at first, but you'll be fine. It's fine. Don't panic. Just drink lots of water and it'll get out of your body quicker. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't know what to expect. Immediately after I was done with the test, I ran to the bathroom because I had to see what was going to happen. <laughs> uh, was it immediate? Yeah. Wow. Like within like 15 minutes. No way. Yeah. Like I, I, the test was about 10 minutes. They sat me in a room for five minutes to make sure I wasn't going to die. Uh, and then. <laughs> did you? I did not die. Okay. I'm That's here to tell positive. you all I did I mean, not die. Yeah, good. Um, and I immediately ran to the bathroom, uh, you know, let her rip. And <laughs> boy, was I surprised. <laughs> it looked like that highlighter there. Yeah, it literally it literally looked like someone snapped open a highlighter and dumped it in the toilet. Wow, like no joke. Like it was literally glowing. Like I could have turned off the lights in the bathroom, and there would it would have been like it looked radioactive. I'm like, oh man, this is such a cool trick. I took a picture of it. I got to look at the picture. Yeah. I got to so, see the picture I'll, after. I'll show you that. We'll show that online. But but then I I I got home. As well, like this, like later this afternoon, like hours later, I tell my wife, I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm so proud of my neon pee. I, uh, I got home, getting ready to jump in the shower. I'm like, oh, you know, went to the bathroom before I jumped in the shower. And uh, sure enough, it was still like the dye was still in my system because I was just like, Trudy, you got to check this out. It's, <laughs> you can see it. It's still in my body. <laughs> uh, it was a crazy Wait, thing. Did I you was, get her to come into the bathroom? No, she would not look. She didn't even want to want to hear about it. She was not so as excited as I was about my my uh, radioactive urine. Trudy Morlang, we are desperately ashamed of this moment. You, no, you should have ran in there not, and looked. We're not ashamed. No, it's we're going to talk about the deep, deep shame <laughs> as soon as we end the podcast. Okay. Well. She just walked in there and looked at it because now Gary. I mean, I have pictures. It's fine. I could just show her okay. later. Okay. <laughs> we'll show those. We'll post those on the Facebook. <laughs> no, definitely not. Or no, on the Twitter, to... I mean. I mean on the Twitter. Um, so or is yeah, it the Instagram? That's, uh, that's, that's I got it right. Oh, my gosh.
Instagram. There you go. You got it. Yeah. It's only taken and, you like a year. And they say <laughs> they can't teach new dogs old tricks. Old dog. To be honest, that's not, I had to think old about dogs, that. Old dogs, new tricks. <laughs> <sighs> so that's how my week's been. Awesome. Lots of doctors and <laughs> radioactive urine. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I can't wait to see the photos uh, in a little bit. Yeah. Is that weird that I'm going to look at his pee later? I, I'm not really sure if that's acceptable Based in te- society. Te- technically, it's not my pee. It's dying. It's radioactive it's like material. It's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great in every way. Uh, I, I've been in a couple of bathrooms, mostly porta-potties that have radioactive material in them as well. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I t- I do not want to know any more of that story. Let's just leave it right there. I can go into more detail if you... No, that's all right. Okay. That's all right. All right. Um, what do you say we give a shout out here to our Patreon producer, Matt Liu, and uh, Patreon sponsors, Bill Bird and Julie Bates. Man, what a crew. Those people are so amazing. Matt, thank you, Matt Lou. You notice how he rushed it real fast. We had a lot of stuff to talk about, and he's hoping that I'm not going to comment say inappropriate stuff, whatever. So that's why I'm just doing it anyway, because that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so what I was going to share real quick is uh, Bill. Bill is such an awesome individual. He got to uh, do a little ride-along with me earlier on today, and I'm just so thankful for Bill, because Bill came and helped me knock out a very large job, and uh, he heard me tell a very, very funny lie on the phone, and... Uh, he just looked at me out of the corner of his eye and didn't say anything. And that's a pro. That's a pro. He's not going to call you on something. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you for that. I like to call you on everything. I know. That's As evidenced by this entire show. It's basically yeah. just me calling you out on things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, th- thanks, you know, thanks to all you who support us on Patreon, not just those that we shouted out, but um, the rest of you who you know who you are. Um, but, uh, and usually what I've been doing too is we know who you are too. All their names, all their names show up on the video too. You probably already saw them, but, um, yeah, give a round of applause to those Patreon supporters. I don't want to do it into the microphone. I'm really concerned about it being too loud. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's fine. Um, I'm used to blowing microphones out. That's why, that's why I say that. If you too are interested in supporting us, being <clears throat> shouted out on the show and getting some other cool perks uh, and being a little more involved in the show, you know, week to week, uh, check it out over at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. You too can support us over there. And that helps so much with uh, buying equipment we need to keep making cooler and better stuff for you, as well as, you know, the ability to see movies, play games and all that. Speaking of buying equipment, you guys can help me and G-Money get a $20,000 gaming laptop, <laughs> no, des- desktop that we put together on our Amazon wish list. Yeah, so random, uh, randomly before we started recording, JD's like, huh, how expensive could it cost, like if I wanted a gaming computer and- Money I, wasn't an option. Yeah, like yeah. you just won the lottery. What's the most expensive thing we could buy? So we went over to originpc.com and uh, we literally put together- a $20,858 gaming PC. And I felt, I was pretty shocked. That's more expensive than my car. My he, car wasn't even that much. He, he basically made it sound like we could talk with people on Mars with this computer that no it was joke. so yeah. overblown. So uh, what I was shocked <laughs> by was immediately, immediately when he placed it into the wish list. Not even the wish list, I put it in the car. He, I put and it, then I, he, <laughs> he emailed it directly 
to one of our sponsors. Uh, of course, we're talking about Grammy, Julie Bates. And, and I just love that Garrett didn't hesitate to put it into the wish list and send it right over. And, I mean, you know, some people call it an inheritance. Whatever. Yeah. What, whatever. Okay. No, that is, not, I, that is not what happens. If you can make the check out to Super Gamer Boys. Don't do that because we we don't have a bank account, so no one would ever be able to cash that check. Unless, unless one of us legally changed our name to Super Gamer Boys. I, I have an account at Mechanics Bank. <laughs> oh, so, so you, wait, you have an account for our for Super Gamer Boys that you haven't told me about? Hey, is it almost time for the news? <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get into that, um, I just want to give a shout out to the HP Video Game Podcast Network that we're a part of. You guys are awesome. Uh, there's a lot of cool shows on there. Go check those out. You can do a search on Apple Podcast or uh, over on Twitter and find some of the other shows on our network. Um, one other thing I want to talk about was December 12th. It's a Thursday, I believe, from 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. So that would be 8.30 p.m. to 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I will be watching the Game Awards. Yes, that's right. It's that time of year again. The Game Awards are happening. Jeff Keighley's Game Awards. Uh, you can watch it anywhere on your own if you want. It'll be live streaming on a ton of websites, YouTube, Twitch, all over the place. Um, but I figure, I told my wife, I was like, I really want to watch them. Is it cool if I watch them at home or would you rather me just take off? Like, like what, what do you want? What do you? What would work best for you? I was trying to accommodate her and she's like, just leave. It's way easier for you just to go <laughs> because what happens is if I'm there, she's like, I want you to help with Shep, but I know you want to watch your thing. So you can't help with Shep. So you might as well just leave and I'll just figure it out. I'm like, okay, works for me. <laughs> so I will be here. I'm going to try to be here, you know, by five 30. So that way I can, you know, start streaming before it starts, you know, and then, uh, uh I will for sure be here. JJ's going to try to show up at least at some point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, who knows, maybe I'll invite a couple other friends. We're just going to do live reactions. So it'll be, you know, stream, you know, the, the game awards happening and then just us in the corner, giving our little commentary and reactions to the cool trailers and awards that are given out. Um, so that is December 12th, Thursday night, 5 30 to 9 PM Pacific time. Um, come join us. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. And I might even be there. All right. I think it's time for the nerdy nudes. It's time for the nerdy nudes. Alrighty, first up on uh, our news docket is we're just gonna hit this one real quick. This one kind of uh, tickled me a little bit. Um, so last week we gave a lot of crap to Google Stadia without having played it. So maybe it's you know a little bit uh, overzealous of us, but. Uh, it sounds like that's not the case because it's only gotten worse and worse reviews over the past week. Um, but uh, one of the things we talked about is how some of the games were not streaming at 4K that, you know, which is what they advertise. They advertise that every game is going to be 4K, 60 frames a second, as long as your internet's good enough, blah, blah, blah. Well, there was a, um, a YouTube channel called Digital Foundry. They are way into like the minutiae and very small details of graphics and processing and power and house, like everything, all the little tiny, um, in technical, more technical, I got not tiny, but very detailed technical aspects of everything, games, 
whatever. Um, they did a uh, analysis of Red Dead Redemption 2 through Stadia. I think we talked about this last week yeah. already. Uh, and they found out that it is actually technically running at 2560 by 1440, which is uh, which is then upscaled to 4K, which is 496 by 2160 pixels. That's how many pixels uh, in per inch. That's not an inch. That's an inch. Uh, <laughs> so some people would say. There's been confusion on the subject. Yeah, right, right. Um, if only there was a way to like standardize like what an inch actually is, that would be handy. It could never happen in this lifetime. Um, anyways, yeah. So the, the whole gripe was like, not only is it not actually 4k, but then the graphics quality was horrible. Like they're saying like, it basically looks like the PC equivalent of like medium graphic level, which most PC games you can choose like low, medium, high, ultra, and then sometimes they go higher. Like I know, I think like Borderlands has like a, a insane or ultimate or something like that. Like depending on how powerful your PC is, you choose different graphics quality from amazing to crappy. Um, so, you know, obviously we, people were up in arms about this because the whole point of Stadia was like, it's going to be way better looking than any of your consoles without the console. And it's going to stream right to your house. And basically they came out with a statement uh, this comes from Ars Technica, uh, Kyle Orland over there on the 25th, which is just today. Actually, a new story just came out today. Um, Google came out with this statement. Stadia streams at 4K and 60 frames per second, and that includes all aspects of our graphics pipeline from game to screen. GPU, encoder, and Chromecast Ultra all outputting to at 4K to 4K TVs with the appropriate internet connection, which, little note there, I guarantee you Digital Foundry has plenty of internet to run this at 4K. Like, so that's one of the things they're trying to like say, oh, maybe your internet's not good enough. Digital Foundry is known, <clears throat> known for like the best of the best reviews and technical like over, you know, uh, kind of overview videos and stuff. They're not gonna, you know, have crappy internet over there. I don't think being a big YouTube channel. Um, developers make, making Stadia games work hard to deliver the best streaming experiences for every game. Like you see on all platforms, this includes a variety of techniques to achieve the best overall quality. We give developers the freedom of how to achieve the best image quality and frame rate on Stadia, and we are impressed with what they have been able to achieve for day one. We expect that many developers can, and in most cases will, continue to improve their games on Stadia. And because Stadia lives on our in our data centers, developers are able to innovate quickly while delivering even better experiences directly to you without the need for game patches or downloads. Uh, so here's the deal with that statement. Because if that just sounded like jibber-jabber and didn't make any sense, uh, essentially Google Stadia is complete, completely passing the buck, shifting the blame, and saying, it's not us, it's the game developers. <laughs> Uh, They're which, basically throwing shade their direction and saying like, trying to, hey, no, no, we've, we've given every ability to be able to run at this level and too bad not everybody yeah. can do that. Which is an insanity. Like I yeah. want to put that right out there off the gate. Google is full of so much BS Oh, here. huge. Because here's the deal. Red Dead Redemption 2 on PC, if you buy it through like Steam or Epic Games, wherever you get it, I'm not a PC gamer, so I don't know. Wherever you get it on your PC, people are able to play it 
at 4K 60 frames a second on like ultra graphical settings and it looks beautiful. We watched a comparison video before the we started recording tonight where it was a PS4 Pro next to Xbox One X next to PC and it was beautiful. Um, if it looks that good on PC through Steam, why doesn't it look that good on PC through Stadia? Like Stadia is supposed to be the most powerful streaming console essentially. And then it's not only is it not 4K, but it's like, crappy you know medium graphics quality on top of that destiny 2 also is not running at 4k uh or i think D destiny 2 is running at 4k but it's again it's on like a lower graphical quality so it's only like a medium graphical quality so they have side by side with like ps4 pro with stadia and the ps4 pro looks better and it shouldn't yeah. stadia should look million times better than ps4 pro uh it does not um and what's crazy though is yeah, you can play the PC versions of these games and they look incredible. All Stadia is doing is playing the PC versions of these games. Why isn't it working? Like, I feel like, I don't know, and obviously I'm not a game developer. So maybe a little bit is on the developers, you know, issues of the developers. But honestly, I think this is based off of what I understand and even how I read some of the statement. I think there's a lot more fault of Google's that they just don't want to put on themselves because they've had enough flack you know with the oh. flop of stadia so it's one of those things where, like they're trying to yeah. get as much of the well, you know blame off of them but i know. i gotta say i really am concerned that these red blemishes on the whole stadia thing is gonna sour google on continuing with it and similar to other things that they have started up and then bailed on yeah, a lot of uh, things. I got I got to tell you, whether I utilize the service or not, I hope that it survives. It's another option, another place to play video games and I love the concept of it. Maybe it, it's a little premature, but I I don't want to see it fail, so I can't wish any ill will on it or anything like that, man. I, I really do want it to survive and do well. No, 100%. I I want it to go places too. I want it to get like it would be amazing. Um if this actually could turn something, you know, like what they promised and oh, what, we, what we all want. We so. were geeked out, excited about it when it was first uh, inter introduced. Yeah. I remember I talked about it endlessly because the concept is amazing. Yeah, like you don't have to have a crazy, a $20,000 gaming PC. Right. You can just like go to any, you could use a, you know, in theory, you should be able to bring up like your Google Chrome, oh, not Siri, Jeez, stupid phone. Um, in theory, okay. Uh, yeah, you should be able to go to any Google Chrome browser on any computer. Could be like a fifteen-year-old computer. Could be a computer from like nineteen ninety-five. And get it in great and you quality. Can, you can bring up a Google Chrome browser if if you can find a fifteen-year-old laptop that runs Google Chrome. Uh, yeah, you can. You should be able to stream a game in four K, no problem. Um, but that's. Now what's happening here? So. No, but see that is a problem because they they don't they didn't deliver on what was promised. Yeah, that's that's basically the gist of the whole thing. Yeah, which I mean, obviously, I'm sure like I'm sure over the next few months it'll get to there. Like I don't doubt that they'll eventually get there. You think they're going to come up to the level where they where they promised it would be? I I think they they have to now, um, and I think they will, but. Uh, yeah, the real question is, um, like you said, like how long do they stick with this? Yeah. Um, I'm just seeing such a large um, drop in, in where they said it was going to be. 
and where it's at right now. Where the only reason I think they might st- stick longer with this than you know, say Google Glass or Google, uh, what is it? Was it Google Plus or I don't know, whatever they have had. Google, Google Plus Cir- is the, uh, the the social media yeah, site that Google, Google Circles. Like they have all sorts of like weird technologies and websites and things that they just bail on real quick. The only reason I think they might stick with this a little longer is because I was reading an article and we were not touching on it today, but I think they, I did read somewhere or hear somewhere that they are working with, like they're picking up developers to, and starting game studios to make their own exclusive Stadia games that you can only play on Google Stadia. So they are like, they're purchasing game studios, which is a pretty big investment. Like you don't just purchase a game studio or put together like a team of people who are going to work on a game. And then just like bail on something like two years. Like that's a big deal. Is there Because it, it, it can take two or three years to even make the game. So I feel like they have to at least be in the game for the next three years. So they've already purchased studios as yeah, of right now? I should have brought up a news article. Okay. I, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm just curious who exactly they have picked up. And if any of those game studios that they did pick up are known for any games that we might potentially see uh, sequels to or, you know, what what we might be able to come to expect. Here we go. So this is, well, this is an old article, but I mean, it still kind of proves my point. Google Stadia's first game dev studio opens in Montreal. This is from October 24th, so from a month ago. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so a Stadia studio in Montreal is a smart move. Canada is affordable, blah, blah, blah. Um, as far as I can tell, there's no name to the studio, but they are... Um, yeah, but they are actually, um, they put it together a group of people, a group of developers who are working. So there is a game develop or a Stadia in-house development studio that started in Montreal. Um, okay. So sorry, I didn't have a chance to read this on the fly here. Looking no, that makes that, sense. But, See, I thought yeah. they were buying developers. No, 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 Instead, no, no, no. what they're doing is they're getting developers and then... Uh, piecing together yeah. their own their own thing, right? Yeah. And it'll just work on Stadia exclusive stuff. Um, so yeah, that's so that is happening. And I'm thinking like if they're willing to put the money into that, um, games take a long time to make. Like I said, so obviously they have to stick with it at least until the first game comes out, right? I mean, yeah. well, I mean people people cancel games all the time. Like developers cancel games all the time. But Google's a publicly traded company. They've put way too much money into this. To give up super quick. So when I when I suggest that they're going to give up, I that I don't mean that they're going to give up super fast, and not give it the old college try. It's just that they have a tendency to fail at some point oh, yeah. and then brush their their hands of the situation. Yeah. And I just don't want to see that happen with Stadia. Um, I, I, I hopefully I hope it's something that we can eventually take a full advantage of. Because I do like the idea of their controller. That thing is pretty awesome. Well, I'm even excited because come you know 2020, it'll be free for everyone to use, and you can use any controller you want. You can use your PlayStation controller, Xbox controller, or get a Stadia controller. So that's I'm just waiting for that. I can't wait for but that. But once so. it's free to use, what could you actually? Yeah, I mean, would you have to just go and get a Steam account and then you buy mean? your games from Steam? I mean, no, no, no it's it... not connected to Steam. You buy your, you buy all your games through Stadia. So you just so what you do is you make a free account and you can technically stream for free. You mm-hmm. can't stream in 4K for free. If you want to stream in 4K, that's what they charge you for. But mm. it's like ten bucks a month mm. to stream in 4K and get discounts on games. So that's the other thing. I saw after the launch last week, there were so many people who didn't understand what Stadia was. Which I mean, I I felt like I understood it right off the bat. But there was a lot of people mm-hmm. on Twitter I saw who were like, "Wait a second, 
why would I pay 10 bucks a month for Google Stadia? Because what a lot of these people were thinking is that it was, it was like a Game Pass scenario where there's like this whole library of games on there for 10 bucks a month. We thought that might have been the situation in the beginning. I remember that was one At of the, the very, things very, we very like, hey, what does this look like? But they came out pretty early on and kind of, you know, put that to rest, I feel like. Yeah, well, they're um, very clear. But, but so, yeah, so a lot of people did not realize that and they pre-ordered it and then got it and were like, what the heck is this? I have to buy games still? Like it's 60 bucks a game? Like for <laughs> for a 10-year-old game? Like Tomb Raider, the first Tomb Raider came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. <laughs> wow. And like that's one of the Google Stadia launch games. Like it's crazy. Um, and to spend like, I, I honestly, I don't know how much. It, yeah, I know some of the other games are $60. I haven't been able to see a Stadia storefront because, you know, we're, we don't have Stadia, but um, I know some of the games are like 60 bucks that are like older games. It's like, whew, that's crazy. Like that's recharging like full price for these things. And, um, but yeah, so that's the deal with Stadia. I don't know. We'll see. Like yeah. I said, I'm interested to try it next year when it's free. Maybe when something new comes out, if something new comes out on <laughs> it, we'll see. Oh, the next news story here is another just quick one. Uh, this comes from Polygon, uh, Nicole Carpenter over there. So despite controversy, Pokemon Sword and Shield broke a Nintendo sales record. Nintendo sold 6 million units worldwide during Pokemon Sword and Shield's launch weekend. Nintendo sold 6 million copies of Sword and Shield. The company announced Thursday morning. It's a number that's broken Nintendo sales records, meaning Sword and Shield are among the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch games of all time. In the U.S., more than 2 million copies were sold in just the first two days. So just in the U.S., just in the first two days, two million two million copies sold. That's insane. Uh, it's the highest grossing launch of any Pokemon game. Sword and Shield were released for Nintendo Switch on November 15th. After a tumultuous lead-up, game information started to leak in early November, first with evolutions for starters, uh, Grookey, Sobble, and Scorebunny, uh, and then the full Pokedex. Ahead of Sword and Shield release, a hashtag started to trend in America. Hashtag GameFreakLied. Pokemon fans, uh, Pokemon fans upset about what they saw in the leaks, which evolved into full-on gameplay videos. Said they'd boycott the games. Fur, fervor, fervor, uh, I think it's a typo. Yeah, I'm supposed to say fervor. Fervor over a cold Pokedex continued to overwhelm the pre-release narrative of Sword and Shield. Despite the controversy, though, Sword and Shield made an impressive an impression with Pokemon fans as clips continue to go viral across the internet. The sales numbers tell a similar story. So basically, leading up to this game, people were pissed. People are like, what? It doesn't have the full Pokedex, which is like eight or 900 Pokemon. So it's like condensed to like only like four or five of them or some four, four or 500 of them. Um, there's like complaints about weird graphical issues and glitches and lag and blah, 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 all this weird technical stuff and uh, mechanics of the game. And then for it to come out <laughs> and sell freaking six million units in the first weekend. It's just so funny to me. No, like this whole huge. this whole hashtag Game Freak lied and like this basically everyone was like, oh, we're going to boycott and we're not going to play this game, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like one of the best-selling games on Switch, best-selling Pokemon games. Like it's just so funny to and me. And you love it's that so game, great. right? You've been playing that. I've been playing it, yeah. I've been playing it as much as I can. I uh, I bring it to me on it to work uh, during my lunches. You know, I'll play through some uh, some Pokemon Sword. But uh, I, I, I'm loving the heck out of it. Uh, obviously... For me, it's such a leap from, and I already talked about this before on the show, but my last Pokemon game was Pokemon Ruby, which was, I forget what I said before, like 
15 years ago, maybe more. It was a long time ago. I was like in middle school or something. Um, you were like six years old, dude. It was later than that. It, was, it would have been like 2001, 2002, maybe. Uh, so it would have been like nine or 10. Um, but yeah, I that was the last one. I know, I know you were like graduated from high school. You, you were like married with six kids by then. <laughs> yeah, uh, something like that. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it's just weird because we work together every day. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't think of you as so much younger than me. <laughs> and then you say that and always go, oh yeah, I'm old. Yeah. I like forget. you would have changed my diapers if, you know. Yes. That's, <laughs> I have nephews that are older than you, nieces older than you, you know? So that's why I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm loving the heck out of the game because for me, it's like I haven't played in forever. <laughs> so I'm loving every bit of it because I've, I've missed it. I've wanted a Pokemon game. But basically, once I went to DS, uh, I came from a family that just like, I know you think we were made of money, but uh, we weren't made of money. Like I didn't get it. I didn't get a DS. I didn't get the 3DS. I didn't get all like, you know, it was very specific with what consoles we did get. Like is I, you know, I saved up for a PS2 and then uh, um, we he's had- got mob ties. OK, he's from New York. OK, <laughs> when I first met him. He talked with like kind of a, you know, like an over the top stereotypical voice, you know. When I first met him, that's how he was talking all the time. He every time Garrett would walk into a room, he all the time would be like scoping it out, always put his back against the wall. You know? He's a wise guy. This guy. What? You think so? You think so? Yeah, well, I just know that you dropped it soon after, and it was right, almost yeah. like you went into witness protection or something. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, the officer who was, you know, working with me is like, dude, you got to calm it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You, people are going to know it's you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> when you just, he, he's, he's always uh, slapping people with the back of his hand, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, she deserved it. That's what he was always saying all the time. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> Uh, okay. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. You were talking about how you were came from nothing but money. Yeah. <laughs> the Rockefellers. But yeah. I was never able to play the other Pokemon games because I never had a DS or 3DS. So, uh, that's- Grammy, uh, how could that's you? That's how- <laughs> The boy came from nothing. <laughs> you guys just held him down. That's not what I said. That's, Either that's you, <laughs> on one side, I'm on the Rockefellers, the next one, it's, I'm like out eating dirt. That's <laughs> the way that I- Heard of the we story. lived in the middle there, okay? There is a middle, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't any more, Garrett. There isn't any more. There used to be. Back in the day, there used to be a middle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I love Pokemon Sword and Shield. I recommend if anyone has a Nintendo Switch, go get that game. Uh, and if you don't have a Nintendo Switch, go get a Switch and then buy that game, which is another crazy thing. It wasn't mentioned in that article. I was reading another article. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch sales and... I think America, but I think this article is even specifically talking about uh, England. Uh, like in the UK, Nintendo Switch sales and of the console and of Pokemon Sword and Shield have gone crazy. Like they've sold sold so many new Switch consoles, uh, and a lot of like I heard someone uh, speculating. They're like, does that have something to do with the fact that Pokemon Sword and Shield take place like in the UK? Like it's it's like a country that's based off of the UK, mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, oh, didn't think about that. It's interesting. Probably not, but a lot of people. It's pretty funny. But, but there's a lot of people around the world who are buying a Switch console just to be able to play Pokemon, which is crazy. Because a lot of people are like, no, like 
Pokemon isn't a system seller. Like, yeah, no one plays Pokemon. Like, you know, some people say stuff like that. But uh, apparently six million people do. And yeah. a lot of those people are not only bought the game, but bought a new console just to play it. So it's pretty wow. crazy. That's yeah. pretty crazy. It's amazing. Um, let's get on to some, the next story here. Uh, resonate. So this is, there's some big, like air quotes around this whole thing. I feel like, um, resident evil three remake plan for 2020. Uh, this is a rumor. Why is it a rumor that just makes me really excited? But the reason it's kind of news is because there is, Supposedly, there's some like um, evidence that it is happening. Like it's so it's, it's so it's a rumor, but it's like there's enough going on around it where people are like, okay, this seems pretty legit. I think this is worth talking about. Uh, otherwise, I feel like it wouldn't. Well, I take that back. I was gonna say otherwise, it wouldn't have that headline. But internet's all about those clickbait headlines. Uh, this is over at Kotaku, which is you know they're they're a great source. They have uh, awesome articles and they're very much um, one of the more reliable places. So when they say something, I pretty much take it as gospel for the most part. Uh, Resident Evil 3, uh, this is by uh, Jita Jackson over there. Um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis remake is in the works from Capcom according to two new reports. It will reportedly release in 2020. Capcom released a remake of Resident Evil 2 this year, which was received warmly by fans of the franchise. Uh, It's actually been nominated nominated for game of the year this year which is pretty crazy um given how difficult it is to play resident evil 3 at the moment fans have hoped for a remake of that game as well according to a youtube channel called spawn wave a remake of that game is not only currently in development but on track for a 2020 release the major european games outlet Eurogamer confirmed as much with their own sources reporting this morning that they have also heard of this project capcom has also been public about its desire to re-release more resident evil games uh, that was something they said actually when the, after the second one came out. They're like, depending on how good the second one does, you know, we would really like to keep making more remakes. The second, the second one, one really great, freaking killed. So, um, yeah, I uh, I never played the original, like the PS One version of Resident I, Evil Three. I did, and Resident Evil Three Nemesis is fantastic. Okay, it it in my memory was just as good as two. Hmm. Very good game, lots of fun. The Nemesis uh, monster. Very scary at the time. I'm well, sure it's probably Joe laughable looking. My at it. my only yeah. frame of reference to the Nemesis monster is actually from the Resident Evil movie. He was oh, like, yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. that. Like Resident Evil yeah. Two, I think it was that movie. Which I love that movie series. A lot of people are like, oh, it's so cheesy, it's so stupid. I thought those ah. were so much fun. Like I love those Resident Evil movies. I thought they were so good. Yeah. And so three was really great and it was very highly rated back in the day. And then they went ahead and made Code Veronica, and that's kind of like poop in the bed. That's like if you just that's, woke yeah. up and you kind of had a stomach sickness right before you went to sleep, you probably should have went to the bathroom right before you went to sleep, but you didn't. So unfortunately, you cream in your um, you know, your sweatpants that you've probably haven't washed in a while anyway. So now you really do have to wash them. Jeez. I'm just saying. I don't like any that's of those what words they, you just said. That's what Resident Evil kind of did with Code Veronica. Okay. <laughs> if they, <laughs> Thanks if for that. they poop themselves. Thanks for that commentary there. You're welcome. Um, but uh, yeah, I oh, actually, here's a picture here of the Nemesis. Yeah, it looks pretty horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm 100% on board. My only thing, and this was a question I heard on another podcast, but I kind of wanted to 
uh, talk about it with you. Hey, you mean you want to see my reaction to it? Yeah, I just want to like talk about it. Like people can hear my thoughts. People can hear your thoughts on it. Uh, I thought it was a good question. They can hear my thoughts, right? What am I thinking? Uh, I don't know okay. what I'm thinking either. <laughs> nothing. You, if you guess nothing, that was right. probably correct. No, uh, literally, that's how it works. Um, but is it um, is it possible that this game's been in development for a while now, even before Resident Evil Two came out, and they're only waiting until 2020, just so they can, you know, basically it's just giving them extra time to give it the extra TLC, buff out all the rough edges to make this like the perfect remake basically or do you think this was a rush job where once resident evil 2 you know did as well as it did they came out and just started developing it like a couple months later like how, how do you think this is gonna so basically i would say the, do you do you think they've been working on this for like two or three years and they were kind of working on it alongside resident evil 2 no. or do you think it was like two months later like shoot we gotta start something it's got it's gotta come out next year i think it was like Holy crap, we have to start something like next week. Did you see what's going on with the sales of Resident Evil 2 remake? We got to get on this stat. Hmm. And that's what happened. I, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but I highly doubt that they were taking the chance on 2, even though 2 is well loved, and doing 3 at the same time. I just don't think that was happening. I think 3 was reactionary because 2 killed it. Yeah, They sold so many games, man. My, it's a, it's an awesome yeah. game, a very very great scary game that Garrett never finished. I didn't and, finish it twice. No, actually. No, that's not the narrative. Playthroughs, so. not the narrative of how we tell the story. Okay. Uh, in fact, I think I remember you borrowed it and you never finished it. So, and again, gave it back to me. So we I was, have so. more articles to talk about. You might want to <laughs> get to that. Uh, <laughs> it's only um, so much time on the show. Yeah. The show. Right. 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 Uh, but what I was going to say, I, I see I see what you're saying there, but I also feel like for a lot of people, Resident Evil 3, I think a lot of people have f more fond memories of Resident Evil 3 than 2 from the PS1 era. A lot of people love 2, but I think a lot of people love 3 as well. Yeah, but 3 was also, because I, I remember it, I was in high school at the time, 3 was all, it was before you were born, right? Something well, like what that. year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were born in 93, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was 95, I think, 94. Something like that. Uh, It was 1999, actually. The P No, 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 the PS1, when the PS1 yeah. came out. Oh, when the PS1 came out. I thought you were talking about when the oh. Resident Evil 3 yeah, came Resident out. Evil 3 came out in 99. In 99. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the PS1 came out in 94. I was already out of high school. Okay, yeah. well, that, Yeah. I don't know where you're going with that. Oh, no. You, you interrupted me for something. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember what I was saying. Um, but uh, <laughs> man, we're, we're tired. Doing, we are doing the show so really good. late. It's, yeah. It was a long, long day. Yeah, we're, we're recording way later than we normally do. <laughs> um, what was I getting at? I forget what I already said already. But yeah, I... Okay, yeah, that's what I was saying. This game, I feel like a lot of people loved three more than two. Obviously, like, I didn't necessarily live it, but from what I've in my lifetime now and mm -hmm. recently and even with this news popping up I've listened to a few podcasts just in the last couple days it sounds like a lot of people yeah are more fond of three generally and I think it w I would not be surprised if they were working on both of these at the same time they're working on two alongside of three only because mm 
they so tie they they tie so closely together in their story as well. Like they literally take place kind of boom boom like at the same time essentially. Um, like I think Nemesis three picks up like literally like maybe hours after two, and they're getting ready to drop the nuke on Raccoon City, right? That's kind of the idea. Um, after the whole outbreak happens, so I feel like it only made sense for them to remake both of them. Like it's, it would seem strange to me if they remade two and didn't do three. Like even when two came out before this was even like an idea in people's in the consumers heads, people were like, Oh, they're, they're making three obviously. Right. Mm. Like that's the next part of the story. It's almost like, like it's so closely is tied. So I wouldn't be surprised from my opinion. Like I think your what you said is valid. Like sure. I could totally see that. But I also feel like, not only is the story so closely tied, but also it takes place in Raccoon City, which is where Resident Evil 2 took place. So a lot of the art assets were already made. Yeah. Like they literally just have to click and drag some buildings and some walls in there and just use a lot of the same art assets, basically just yeah. creating the new characters. Is there, was, there was so much Resident Evil love when I was in high school from one, part two, and three. I think that three... The love for Resident Evil was so high. That was probably the height of it right then. And when that came out, Resident Evil 3, it was taxing what the PS1 could do. It really was. It stands out. If you played it now, it'd probably be pretty clunky. But it it was a really fun game. So I think that that's why it's loved so much is it was already taxing PS2 quality stuff on the PS1 right at the tail end of of the uh, PS1 dynasty. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it. Uh I we'll see if it actually comes out next year. Obviously, that's everything's just a rumor at this point. With I mean, there's a lot to back it up. Like there's a lot of sources who are saying like, yeah, that's you got it. Like I'm sure there's sources from within Capcom. But uh yeah, we'll see when it actually comes out. It seems interesting to launch a game like that right at the tail end of the console generation too. Like you know, a few months before <laughs> PS5 comes out. Unless, I mean, unless they plan on coming out either on both or it might be, maybe it's a PS5 launch game. That would be insane. That'd Imagine be PS5 awesome. launches with this beautiful, like Resident Evil 3. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, this next new story is uh, just a, a real quick one. Um, again, uh, Hideo Kojima is hinting at a return to horror. Uh, so as a lot of you guys already know, uh, Kojima obviously just came out Death Stranding. Amazing game. I've put over 20 hours into it. Can't get enough of it. Only like chapter three out of 14. And JJ earlier was just like, I don't think I could play that game. Like that sounds horrible. And he was even watching a little bit and I'm like, but here's the deal. Like there's some people who beat the game in 30 hours where I'm not even a third of the way through the game at 20 hours. Like. And that's only because I'm choosing to play that way. Like I'm mm-hmm. taking my sweet old time because I'm loving this world. Um, so I, I, it's one of those things where I don't think everyone's going to like this game. In fact, I think a lot of people are going to hate this game. And like I, like and I, I even yeah. told you, I was like, you can beat it quickly, but I still don't think you'd like. And yeah, you told me originally it. you didn't think I was going to like it. I looked um, at it and I just, I don't think I could ever play it. It looks yeah. too cumbersome. It's beautiful. It's amazing, but. Some of the aspects of the game that you felt were awesome, like uh, I have to load my pack every time and how my thing is situated, all of that just seemed like that's a lot of wasted movement. I I would not be interested in any of that. I get no joy out of that. A lot of inventory management stuff. But uh, anyway, so that game came out. This is my little update. That way I don't have to talk about it on what you're playing. 
Um, he just came out with Death Stranding, and he is already, he put out a tweet um, that says, uh, I'm looking at an article here on GameSpot by uh, James O'Connor. It says, on Twitter, Kojima has made reference to making the scariest horror game, and he's watching horror movies to prepare. The film in question, The Eye. Uh, is not an actual Thai film, as Kojima claims. Uh, it's actually the work of Hong Kong directors, the Pang Brothers. Part of the film, however, is set in Thailand. So yeah, Kojima put out a tweet, uh, let's see, on the 22nd, that says, As to make the scariest horror game, I'll watch the scary mo- movies in order to awaken my horror soul. The Eye, as the Thai horror movie I rent, is the Thai horror movie I rent when making P.T., but was too scary to finish watching. The package is scary. So I rented the disc only. <laughs> Will I be able to finish watching? So he didn't even want to see the, the box for the movie. Like it was so for scary. For the movie The Eye? Yeah. I've, I've never seen it. I don't know. Is that it's, scary? I don't know. I've never. It's it's a, it sounds like it's a, it's from directors over in Hong Kong. I think it's like a foreign horror movie. Yeah, apparently. So I've never heard of it. Seen apparently it, but, a lot of those countries have really great horror. Yeah. So, I mean, after he tweeted about it, I'm like, I kind of want to watch this movie. If it was so scary, you right? couldn't even finish it. But, uh, so yeah, he says this is the movie he watched when he was making PT, which, you know, we all found out was actually the beginnings of Silent Hills, which was going to be, which is crazy because that was when uh, Kojima was still with Konami. It was going to be directed by Ko- Kojima and Guillermo del Toro and is going to star Norman Reedus. And then he got fired from Konami or he left Konami. And I just love that Guillermo del Toro stayed with him and worked on Death Stranding. And then, you know, Norman Reedus still ended up being the star of Death Stranding, like what ended up turning into. But um, obviously Death Stranding is not a horror game, but I'm really excited. Like I, I love a good scary game. I love, I mean, we just heard about oh, Resident yeah. Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 is amazing this year. Uh, I just love spooky, scary, oh, it's the best, terrifying things. And so Kojima, if he comes out with anything half as scary as just so PT was a demo for Silent Hills that came out, and that's all they released. They released PT, and then it was like a couple months later he got, you know, he left Konami, and then they actually took PT down off the store, so you can't even download it anymore. So people, people are still able to play it today, but what it is is they had an old PlayStation Three system because it came out on PS Three. They had downloaded it, and then like as long as you never connect it to the internet or update it, you can still play it. It's called PT. PT, which stood for Playable Teaser, because the idea is like they just shadow drop what happened back in the day. They just shadow drop this demo called PT out of nowhere. Didn't tell anyone about it. It just like showed up on the PlayStation Store. It said it was from Konami, and everyone's like, oh, "That's weird. What is this?" So people downloaded it, and they played this demo where. It was like this strange, in this strange like hallway and this mansion, and like these strange supernatural things were happening, and maybe you quick see like a shadow and stuff. And then I never was able to fully play it because you know by the time I got around to it, well, I made the mistake. I downloaded it, I played it for a few minutes, didn't think it was something I'd be interested in, deleted it, and it was literally like a week later that they took it off the store and you couldn't download it again. <sighs> And then everyone was like freaking out, like, you got to play this demo. I'm like, I literally had it on my PlayStation and deleted it. And now you can't download it anymore. And everyone's like raving, like, you have to play this. Oh, that's um, horrible. Uh, so, yeah, but you can go on YouTube now and watch full playthroughs of of the demo. Uh, and, it, and basically what it was is you'd go through this thing and it was supposed to be a really scary, really, really tense, really terrifying. And at the very end, if you played it, you could actually add different endings to this demo. 
So depending on how you played it, if you played it, you know, and you got like the correct, the good ending, you got an actual teaser trailer for Silent Hills. It revealed at the end that this was a teaser for Silent Hills. So you could have played the whole demo, got to the end, seen the credits for the demo, and then never even known it was a, a Silent Hills game if you didn't play it correctly, which is crazy. Which Silent Hill game was it? Silent, well, Silent Hills. It's a game that never came out. It got canceled. Oh, because Kon- I've never heard of it. Because Konami got booted. Oh, he was wow. supposed to. He was supposed to direct and write it. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's what PT is. So if he can funnel all that energy from what he had going with PT and all these crazy horror movies he's watching and puts that into an amazing, you know, Kojima Productions game, I'm stoked out of my mind. I, I was just <laughs> thinking when you were before you said Silent Hill earlier this week. I was thinking about Silent Hill. One and two. Mm. I remember my brother playing them in high school, and I realized that they covered a lot of stuff up with a lot of the fog because they just yeah. didn't have the ability to make these great. Cre- and it added so much fear. Oh, it, terrifying! You know, it's just yeah. like the whole thing with the you know the shark never being shown in Jaws. Yeah. It was the the thought 100%. of you know because you just hear stuff, you don't see right. anything. It's like whoa, it's so scary. Oh, it's just so scary. incredibly scary at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Now that Death Stranding's over, it's like, Ooh, what's he going to work on next? <laughs> like, I'm I'll sure look forward I'm to sure, that in 22 years. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be quite a few years, yeah. but that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's uh, get into some new releases. Uh, just a couple of real quick ones here. Civilization six came out on PlayStation four and Xbox one on November 22nd. And then Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts came out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on November 22nd. Um, so Civilization VI is normally a PC game. So I think it, it must have came out on PC earlier, and then it just came out on console uh, the other day, so that's kind of cool. Sniper Ghost Warrior, uh, that's actually a franchise my dad likes a lot. I've never played any of them, but they're supposed to be a really cool kind of first-person shooter, like you play as a sniper. Um so I didn't even really know they were coming out with a new one. So that's pretty cool. I'll have to check that one out. Maybe ship it to my dad. Surprise him. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all righty. You know, um, now he's going to sit there if he's listening to the show and he's like, yeah. all right, Shouldn't when's have said it coming? That. Shouldn't have said that. Um, cool. Well... Normally, this is where we do what you've been playing, but we told everyone last week that we were going to talk about our Disney Plus uh, kind of reactions to the service as a whole, as well as shows we've been watching on there. So let's uh, you all know what we're playing. So let's just say uh, he's playing a lot of a lot of uh, Death, Death Stranding, Stranding and, and, I'm, yeah. and and I'm playing a whole lot of uh, Fallen Order, the Star Wars game. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. It's awesome. Uh, so instead of what you've been playing, what you've been watching. All right. So on Disney Plus specifically. Na- right. And now that we've got the Disney Plus, uh, loving it. Oh my gosh. Biggest fans of Disney Plus in the house are my two youngest children. My oldest loves it too, but my two youngest, they live on it. Everything that you could possibly want is on Disney Plus. Yeah. 
they're watching all of the great old cartoons, all the old from the vault stuff, which is awesome watching them get into stuff that they've never watched before. Um, and as far as us, I have not checked out Mandalorian yet. Oh, dude, I know. I, I realize. I realize. That's literally like I would buy Disney Plus just for the Mandalorian. That show is so stinking amazing. Yeah, I have not had an opportunity to do that yet, but I am uh, going to be looking tomorrow. Actually, I'm uh, going to be looking for Flight of the Navigator. I don't know if that's on there or not. Let me look uh, it up right now for oh, you. Okay, I was hoping to to get that and have the kids watch that movie. Flight of the Navigator is on there. Nice. 1986. Nice. All a right. boy mysteriously gains knowledge of the farthest reaches of the universe. Have you never seen that movie? Never seen it. It's really fun, fun movie. Interesting. I'll add it to my watch list right now. Yeah, very cool. He'll talk um, about it next week on the show. Yeah, we'll see. Um, no, I am 100% like on board loving Disney+. Plus. Like nice. I... I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily a super crazy Disney person. I mean, I like Marvel and I like Star Wars, which happen to be owned by Disney. But I don't. Mm. I don't like them because of Disney, though. I like them because I like them. Uh, especially like Star Wars wasn't always owned by Disney. So, yeah. Uh, it's so it's interesting. Like I got Disney Plus mainly for those two things, not realizing how much other stuff that I would really enjoy on there. So. Um, already like, obviously I have a two year old son, so we've watched like cars. We're watching finding Nemo. We're, we're watching like all these Disney movies that are, um, so good uh, that he loves. And then like we, I said before, like Mandalorian, if you're not watching Mandalorian, go watch the Mandalorian. I mean, for six bucks a month, was it like, yeah, it's like six bucks a month. Yeah. Six, seven, seven bucks a month. To, like it's totally worth it for that show that show is so stinking good like the quality it's shot at is just incredible like it's pretty much like you feel like you're watching a star wars movie at times like it's they don't skimp with the technology for the show uh that was the question that everybody had was is it going to be as good a quality as the movies have been oh, or is it going to be dialed back for tv quality no like like literal like digital visual quality wise like as far as like the special effects are doing and the cameras are using and the lighting and all this stuff props like it is feels just like any like as amazing as any other star wars movie and honestly there's a lot of things that even make it feel so much like a even uh like the originals and how long like, does like it the run usage, like the each... usage of uh like puppets and props and like more live action stuff like that uh an episode is about Oh, what are they, like an hour long? Oh, no, they're only, the shortest one's 32 minutes, the longest one's 39. So actually pretty short. Um, there's three episodes out so far. They come out every Friday. Uh, and, and then you can then you can go back and watch the ones that have already been yeah, archived. Yeah, so, okay. so, so it just stacks up. Yeah, so it, sure. when, when it first came out, there's just chapter one, and then every episode now it's just, it'll stack up. So is Disney Plus going to do it this style of traditional television where they're going to they're going to drop a new episode every week, obviously, by doing it like The Mandalorian? Is this the style versus Netflix's attempt at, hey, people like to binge, we're going to drop the entire season, and then they have to wait for a year for new stuff? No, I I think I think they're gonna stick with the the releasing it week by week because that's how how all their stuff is doing it so far. So they have other shows, other some other Disney originals. They have the Mandalorian. There's the uh, Jeff Goldblum show. Yeah, so the world according to Jeff Goldblum, like they're releasing that weekly. 
which is another one I watched. Um, just my little short review of that. I how I do you feel about that? I only watched the first episode on sneakers. Uh, wasn't a fan of it. I thought I really liked Jeff Goldblum, and then I watched that show. And I'm looking here. It says it's only 30 minutes long. It felt like an hour and a half. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh boy. I, like I watched that, the biggest portion of the sneaker was, part, and I couldn't watch the that rest. That was a of it. little too much gold bloom for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, and and he's he's a great character, but I didn't like, like his show. So he's much. this, and and it's the topic. I'm like, I don't care about sneakers. But it was the first. It was the only episode available because they released week by week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing now they have three episodes out. And the newest one is tattoos. I'm actually kind of interested in tattoos. I like tattoos. I have a tattoo. I want to get more tattoos. It's worth giving it another so, shot. I'm so sure. So I might skip episode episode two is ice cream. I might skip that one. But I, I think I might check out tattoos this week. That sounds. And that one's only 27 minutes. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those where when they talk about something I'm interested in, I'll go and watch it, mm-hmm. but it's not something I'm going to watch every week. Cause it's, he's, yeah, he's a little too, he almost acts like extra gold bloomy in this show. <laughs> like it almost seems like he has like a kind of like cute, interesting, okay. Yeah. You got quirky, quirky yeah. personality, but like in this show, he's like, I'm going to crank up the 15. It's like, oh boy. It's oh, a he knows much. what he's doing <laughs> for sure. So how do you feel about, about it being done weekly? versus the dropping and binge watching because we as a society because of what netflix has become over the last two or three years it's we've become bingers that's the way that we've now become conditioned to how a lot of us like to consume our content we like a show crap i want nothing but that show for a little while i'm done with that show for a little bit i'll come back to it i'm gonna go binge on something else now yeah i as opposed so, to all the jumping all over the place. So yeah, with with Disney Plus, I didn't finish my thought before. I think they are going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that is is because, um, so with like the binging thing is great and all, it's cool and all, but the problem that I think Netflix has is, um, they drop something like that, and not everyone has the ability to watch it all at once when it all comes out. Some mm-hmm. people do. And a lot of people don't. And I think that almost ruins the the hype and the conversation around a show because it's like, oh, wait, how much have you seen? Uh, like, oh, okay, you're only at episode two. I'm up at episode eight already. So we That's can't talk about point. that. Uh, okay, well, wow. I guess I guess we won't talk about it. Like, so I, I just feel like even like the whole like social media and the whole conversation around a show is it almost stifles it because not everyone is able to like binge 10 episodes of a show like I am. You know? I never thought of it from Where that perspective. When it's, it's week by week, obviously there's still going to be a percentage of people who can't watch it week by week. Sometimes that happens whether they don't have the service financially and they're waiting to waiting for the season to end and then pay for just one month and binge it. <laughs> or maybe it's something where like, oh, I actually work Friday, so I can't watch it till Sunday or Monday or something. So obviously it's still going to happen, but not as much. I feel like when it gives you a whole week to watch a show... Like, yeah, that gives everyone a chance to like watch it. And then when people are talking about it, they're just talking about that one episode and they're like hyped as heck about it. Um, like I'm sure I would bet so much money right now that if you're on social media, you have not already seen so much from the Mandalorian. Like I'm sure someone's posted some picture there. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to spoil it for people. Um, but I guarantee you it's already been spoiled for all of you. I'm sure you've seen some some gif or some picture or some quote. I'm sure someone's quoted uh, the Mandalorian or, yeah, posted a picture because there's like an extremely cute character that they introduced at the very end of episode one. Um, 
that people are falling in love with. And that's all people can talk about on the internet is every week. Like we get a little bit more of these two characters, the Mandalorian and this other one. And yeah, like the conversation is huge around it and it hypes the show up so much more than like when you can just binge like stranger things in two days, like what me yeah. and my wife did like two days we were done and it was amazing while we watched it. And then it was like, Oh, okay. Like we're done. That's it. Like it literally had stranger things had the lifespan of two days and then it's dead to us until the next season comes out. That's an interesting way to look at it. Where the Mandalorian is like, I can't stop talking about it. It's been three weeks now, and I'm going to keep talking about it until the season ends, which who knows how many episodes. I, don't, I think there's going to be like eight or nine episodes. So for at least like two and a half months, like they, they have all media attention every week, every time a new episode comes out. But I think they, they I guarantee you they will stick with it. That's my thought. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I was gonna, we were going to talk about some shows that we were watching on there. Mandalorian is obviously awesome. Go watch it. The World of Collect, according to Jeff Goldblum. Not a huge fan, but check it out for yourself. You know, it's different for everyone. It's, a, it's technically a National Geographic show, but it's considered Disney Plus original. You can only watch on Disney Plus. Um, have you been watching anything else on there, or is that kind of... No, uh, we've watched you, a couple of the Star Wars movies, actually. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, well, we've been, as a family, watching Star Wars, trying to, like, get through the whole, you know, catalog... So then I can catch watch up. Mandalorian. Right. But can't do you think I could probably watch Mandalorian now without interfering or anything else? So the Mandalorian, it takes place between episode six and episode seven. So it takes place after the Empire is destroyed, like you know, the whole thing with Luke and defeating Vader. Spoiler. Okay. It's like a thirty year old movie. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Was it eighty three it came out? Um yeah. Uh, he just tried to do quick math in his head. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shoot. It's an old it movie. Bloody years. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah, so it takes place after that, but, like, quite a bit before episode seven, which is where, like, the new trilogy kind of picked up. So I think it's actually, yeah, it's definitely closer to, like, ap- episode six, based off of what kind of, like, the first episode episode shows, um, which this isn't really a spoiler because it was in the trailer. Uh, they kind of show some stormtroopers and it's really cool to see because you can see there's still remnants of the empire. Like the empire has been destroyed and ended, quote unquote ended, but there's still a little like sex and little like, you know, uh, units of them spread across the galaxy now that maybe either haven't gotten the news or maybe they think that they can make a comeback or something. So that's like, it's in one of the trailers where, yeah, like the Mandalorian walks in this room and it's really neat to see because all the storm, there's like a, a bunch of stormtroopers in this room and they're all like dirty and dingy and you can tell like obviously they must live on like a desert planet because they're all kind of like a brown tint it's not like the bright beautiful brilliant white you can tell oh they've been wearing this armor for like maybe a couple years now and they haven't like they can't clean it real well and they're, or they're not able to get like new armor like they normally would when they go back to the armory like this is the same armor and they've had it for a few years and they look dingy and dirty and beat up and there's a ragtag team of the empire that's left over from you know when it fell so it's kind of cool like feel um where yeah the empire's fallen and a new republic is trying to take its place which you know if you've seen episode seven which like obviously you know kind of turns into uh the what is it the first order new order wow i can't i can't even remember i don't even know what the name of the bad dude i don't know what the name is either i've I've watched that movie so many times i should know (laughs) uh but yeah so Darth Maul? Man, I feel like uh, I should have my Star Wars card. Darth Vader. Um, 
No, yeah, it's the first order. I was right. Yeah, the first order is like the new kind of the new version of the empire in episode seven, eight, and nine. Um, so essentially, uh, you can kind of see how things, you know, I don't know. I think I think as the season go, goes on, we're going to start getting pieces and parts of how the first order kind of came about. But the main story is obviously focusing on this one bounty hunter who uh, is part of this uh, the Mandalorians, which. We all love Boba Fett from, you know, four, five, and six. Uh, the prequels, there was Jango Fett, which was Boba Fett's dad. Um, so up until now, that's all we've known of the Mandalorians is these two bounty hunters that have very little lines in the movie. They don't say anything, but everyone loved them. Like it was one of those things where, like as a kid, I had an action figure for Boba Fett. I think mm-hmm. he says like five words in the entire like two movies he's in, <laughs> but it's like he's the coolest. Um, and so we get a closer look at this, these, this group of people and we actually start to learn who they are and you honestly start to learn like oh this is not just it's not a species of people it's not a race of people it's not even an army it's like an actual like religion and cult almost the mandalorian is like a a moniker you take on and it's representative in the armor they wear and the weapons they use and it's very serious like business you don't take it lightly like it's very serious to become a part of this brotherhood of mandalorians which is kind of interesting so yeah. I wonder cool. if Super Gamer Boys can like put a, a resume in and maybe become Mandalorians. Because we're kind of like pretty awesome at podcasting, you know? <laughs> Do they have like a podcasting division in the Mandalorians? No, they're all about uh, war. That's one of my favorite lines mm-hmm. from the second episode. He's like, uh, someone asked him to put down his gun or give him this their gun. He's like, that's against my religion. This <laughs> 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 is like, yeah, that's so good. Um, but yeah. Go check out Disney Plus. We're loving it, obviously. Yeah. Um, those are our thoughts. Um, yeah. And like you said, they have all the classic stuff, which is so good. I was looking through there and I was like, oh, what? Like they have uh, some awesome cartoons that I just loved as a kid. Like um, Darkwing Duck, I think, was on there. They have Gargoyles. They have a lot of Spider Man cartoons and X Men cartoons and just so much fun stuff that I just loved as a kid. Um, I'm excited to start watching through that myself and then you know eventually introducing chef to some of that stuff well i'm kind of excited yeah. about is i'm i'm seeing that you have uh the thing on your phone so it's actually a phone app now too oh yeah since day one i did not know that. yeah since day one it's on your phone it's on your playstation your xbox on your computer you can go to, go to disney plus on your website uh on their website and watch you can most tv apps like if you have a smart tv they have it so it's it, day one that was a cool thing about disney plus day one it was available everywhere Phones, tablets, whatever the heck you want. That's fantastic. So, yeah. So you have no excuse to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you have another thing, if you have a like Hulu Plus, if you're paying for Hulu right now, they have a deal where you can get Hulu Plus, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus, all three of those for like 12 bucks a month. So it's like you can spend six bucks on this, and I think it's like 10 bucks for Hulu Plus. What's that? 16 bucks. Or you spend four dollars less and not only do you get disney plus hulu plus but they throw on espn for you too there you go. so it's like go go get that deal it's pretty sweet no sense in paying for both just get that combo deal Alrighty, um we actually have two questions of the show this week nice so it just so happened i know a lot of you are like wait why are you doing two questions of the show just last week you said how you have no questions and now you're double dipping here's the deal Two people sent us questions about Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving happens in like what 
a day or two. Do his turkey day manana. So I can't, we can't answer Thanksgiving day question next week. Like nope. that's, that's lame. Gotta so do it now. <laughs> you guys forced my hand. I got to do two. <laughs> um, so let's get into this first question here. With the holiday season upon us, what's your Thanksgiving plate like? Do you have a favorite part of the meal? This comes from Tom over on Instagram. Yes. My plate has everything on it. I will put a little bit of everything. But since I started doing the ketogenic diet, I normally lately have been doing ribeye steaks and then try. Oh, yeah. Yep. And just <laughs> that's not Thanksgiving. What the nope. hell are you talking about? Well, it is for me because it is amazing food, and I uh, it, that's what I have to do in order to stay away from all the gravy and the pies and everything else. But if I was to eat that stuff, there's a pie that my family makes. It is so amazing. It's been passed down through generations of my family. It's called buttermilk pie. That's not pie. Yeah, it's pie. Buttermilk pie. It is amazing. It doesn't taste anything like buttermilk, by the way. It's like a custardy pie, and it is the most amazing pie there is, and my family makes it really, really well. But what does it taste like then? Like a spongy... That's not a taste. Uh, I, it's hard. <laughs> I, want, I want a flavor. Sugar. <laughs> like okay. molasses-y, sugary, you know. That sounds Almost like a, like a pecan pie, but without the nuts. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the best way that I can describe it. Maybe I'll get you a piece. I don't like that. Maybe not. I don't like to share. It doesn't sound good either. Yeah, it's you amazing. You keep your crappy butter, uh, butt milk. It, butt butter, milk butter, buttermilk. And yeah, we're I'm Southern, so like it's really good. You're not Southern. Well, I am though. My whole family is. Your family is. You've never left Newman. We all. No, know. I've never been out of California. <laughs> never once. But I don't you need to. You can't. I like. I can't say. Oh yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm German. I'm redneck. You know? Yeah. It's like no, I've never been to Germany. <laughs> well, put it to you like this: uh, the people in my family they talk like this. You know, they they like uh, oh super rednecks that live over in Arkansas, and you know they gonna say things like, "Hey there, cousin JJ, how you doing?" <laughs> like literally. Oh, and then these the ones that were um over in Texas, and they just a little more like refined, you know. Well, they just kind of more kick back. Too hot to talk fast. Yeah, they just you know sit around on the porch and look at look at them old look at them old rats. They eating up that tree over there, boy. Go over and get you some. You know, don't let them eat all of it. Mm. So okay. when I say I'm redneck, brother, I'm redneck. Yeah, but I'm from California. And it's funny, they always think that when I when they talk to me, like literally all of my like my cousins and family from other over there, every one of them always believes like we surf all the time. They totally think like we're like right on the beach. I think we like surf like constantly. It's like what? I know it's so funny, like family members all of mine from the East Coast, I'm originally from New York, and they all just assume like that we basically live in like San Diego or LA or something I'm like no. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what they think. Like San Diego, everyone LA. thinks California and they or think San that. Francisco. Yeah, they think. Well, not even that. No, I get a lot of like I even tell people I'm from. You no, know, I'm actually closer to San San Francisco. They're like, what? Like they, I feel like people can't even picture what that is. Like they just immediately think LA, San Diego, because that's what you see in all the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it's like no yeah like our closest city is san francisco and even that like we're like an hour and a half east of there like we live in the middle of a desert basically yeah. compared to like where i came from in new york like everything's brown and dead all the time i'm like i hate this you place. say that it's but so we're the brown. biggest portion of agriculture where all of the like all the food gets grown right whereas but we but it's so yeah. brown everything's brown even all the plants are brown everything's brown i don't know how anything grows because everything's brown there's no water like there's a <laughs> they've been in a uh, drought for like 10 years <laughs> it's like things keep growing somehow mm-hmm. we, we well we, they ship our water in from like all over the country it's crazy um <laughs> anyways uh yeah california is not like san diego or la mm-hmm. uh there's deserts and then like an hour and a half to east, east of us my favorite spart spart Spot. I would try. I mix the word spot and part together. <laughs> My favorite part of California is like north or like yeah, even east of us in the mountains. I love that. Like mm-hmm. Yosemite, going out there, it's so beautiful up in the mountains. Nice and green. There's actually some color up there. I never make it there. Yosemite is beautiful. We we buy like this the annual pass usually. Some would say I'm probably doing my kids a disservice never taking them to places like that, but it costs money, man. Yeah, that's not cheap. Uh, my Thanksgiving plate is uh like a little bit of turkey because you have to have turkey on thanksgiving yeah otherwise not thanksgiving of course so you have a little bit of turkey i'm a dark meat kind of guy i like the dark meat light meat you can go rotten hell uh <laughs> a little severe okay that's that's how seriously i take my turkey just that little bit like i'm very serious about that <laughs> of course very serious dark meat only it has to be moist and mm-hmm. which is a favorite word of a lot of people mm-hmm. i know um, but, uh, with just a touch of gravy on the turkey, a mashed potatoes, you know, a little splash of gravy on there. Gluten-free gravy, obviously. Oh, obviously. Gluten-free yeah, gravy. Yeah. Uh, and then I am a stuffing boy. Oh, like yes. A huge serving of stuffing. Obviously, Laugh from the last couple of years, my diet's changed. So it has to be gluten-free stuffing. There's some really good gluten-free stuffing out there. And that's literally like half my plate. And then the other little bit is, like I said, like a little turkey, a little mashed potatoes, and maybe like a little like a uh, uh, sweet potato like casserole or something, which is basically just sweet potatoes with <laughs> marshmallows on top. Yeah. <laughs> like just sugar. Yeah. Um, it's basically a dessert that for some reason we call a side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what my plate looks like. Uh, it used to be a big old roll, maybe two or like my, uh, my grandma always made croissants. I loved croissants. But... Uh, can't eat those anymore because it's a whole lot of gluten. But one of the things that I love the best is like two or three days after Thanksgiving when you have like leftover turkey and you're making like that white bread sandwich with like oh, a yeah, with boatload of mayo and you put everything. like the mashed potatoes on there and that's what it was. Make it was like an oaky sandwich white, with turkey. White bread, crap ton of mayo, yeah. turkey. Uh, that's to help the turkey slide down your throat. Yeah, that meat's pretty Some dry. Stuffing yeah. on there, drizzle yeah. a little gravy. There you go. I put a lot of bunch. Of, I like salt and pepper on there. A little extra salt oh, and pepper in there. Oh man! And then uh, if I'm Dude, feeling, it's like you're a fat guy in a skinny guy's body. If I'm feeling real adventurous, maybe a slice of cheese in there. Maybe oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Mind blown! And then another slice of bread, slathered in mayo. Slap it on there. Whoa! Two breads. Two breads. Man, you just only live once. <laughs> Yolo. Yolo. Uh, that's the dream. Leftovers. That's that's the best part of Thanksgiving, right? It's yeah. all the leftovers. Like yeah. you get to eat Thanksgiving for the next two weeks. <laughs> and that's why my wife and I are hosting Thanksgiving this year. Nice. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and then I are you oh, you talk about your your butter your buttermilk pie there. Mm-hmm. Uh I loved I like a good apple pie. 
Mm. That was another thing. My my grandma always made crap ton of pies, mm-hmm. like way more than we ever needed. Like there's always a lot of people on Thanksgiving, but she made a, like five times more pies than we needed for everyone. That's awesome. Like you'd go out on the back porch and she'd leave the sliding glass door open so it'd like get real cold. It was basically just a big walk-in freezer, like her little like back porch area. Um, and uh, there would be this folding tables like covered in pies and pies and pies stacked everywhere. It's crazy. She'd make like mincemeat pies and chocolate pies and banana we, cream pies have we, and have apple pies. Have we talked about and, this woman before? Is she a sponsor? Can we get her to be a sponsor? Yeah, it's a Grammy. Oh this my gosh, Grammy. it's Grammy. This is Grammy. Oh my gosh, Grammy. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me you've been hiding the pie, the pie fascination? She oh. makes the best pies you'll ever eat anywhere. I've never oh. had a better pie. Oh, Grammy, we got things to talk about. Oh my gosh, we have to get a Grammy pie. We, we have to. I'm thinking shipped out on Christmas. Some dry ice. <laughs> I'll totally break the diet for you, Grammy. You know, for you. For you. <laughs> um... But yeah, my favorite was the chocolate cream pie. That's chocolate always, cream, wow. That's always my dad's favorite. And I don't know, like I like a good apple pie, like I said, but there's something about like good chocolate cream pie with whipped cream on top. I always so love good. pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie pumpkin is, pie is really good great. Too. Yeah, pumpkin uh, pie is good. Good apple pie is fantastic. Um, coconut cream pie is actually oh, yeah. that's another one, one she always the, made. My mom loved the coconut cream, really so she would make it. Love that. It's absolutely her. my favorite, and nobody eats it but me. Yeah. So that's why it's my favorite because nobody else will touch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's all me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I I love pies. I'll decimate a pie. That was always the best. Like after you've stuffed yourself and you silly without you, without you your shouldn't Thanksgiving, eat anymore. And then there's all these pie options. You're like, yeah. Gotta try them all. And you know, that, I have to. <laughs> that thought, that thought right there, that's what causes morbid obesity. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you say we get into our, our next uh, question real quick here okay. so we can wrap it up? It's also turkey-related, right? Yes. Uh, Hello. I hope you guys are doing well. What are you guys looking forward to Thanksgiving, and what are you guys thankful for? This is from Chloe. Oh, Miss Chloe. What's happening, Chloe? I love Chloe. Chloe's been so awesome. Chloe's great. She interacts with us so much. She's always on the stuff. She's been a faithful listener, and she ends up watching the streams and stuff like that. Yeah, she's one of the few people who ever show up to, like, all, she's, I think she, yeah, she's been there for all of our streams. Like right. when we did Resident Evil 2, I've done some uh, Apex Legends streams. When you did the Death Stranding stream, like she's always there. So I'm going to say it right awesome. now because Chloe is from the town that I'm from and Chloe's been listening for a while and she's such a good friend. Chloe, we'd love to have you come when we do a stream with several of our guests at some point in the future. We've been talking about uh, maybe having some of the people who contribute to the show, some friends, some of the uh, the listeners of the show maybe to come down and be able to play in a stream. We'd love for you to be one of those people that come and do that here in the studio with us at some point in the future. I think it'd be kind of fun to have one of our guests get on here and play some video games with us. Yeah. you know, Or maybe just... You know, teach us about whatever it is they know about. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Something. They can entertain us. We'll just stare at them the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, what is your, what are you looking forward to this Thanksgiving? And uh, what is, or what, what are some things you're thankful for? Um, I am looking forward to cleaning my house. Like, before everyone shows up, yes. ten minutes before. Yes. So, uh, Throw it all in the when you have when you have family and friends coming to visit you at your home, if any of you guys are homeowners or have your home, and if it's the first time you've ever hosted a get together like that, there's you're always like 
worried that people are going to come to your house and white glove everything. So you start doing deep cleaning. You're pulling stuff out the back cabinets and you're like, nobody's ever going to go in the back rooms, you know, storage under the house. You're like, what are you doing? But you're getting everything. I love the clean that the house is getting right now. So I say, oh man, I'll start hosting stuff every week. We can just get the house clean. That's it. Love it. I'm looking forward to getting the house clean. And no, I, I know that sounds silly, but it, but I actually am thankful for getting the house clean. And I love having people over at the house and just visiting and having a good time. like to tell a lot of stories, obviously. I like to tell a lot of big stories. And uh, there's nothing better to do that around food, you know. Um, as far as what I'm thankful for, I am thankful for a great job that I go to. I go to work each day and I love what I do. Uh, my buddy Garrett can't really say the same because he does the same thing I do and he doesn't like it as much. But <laughs> I love, you I love what some I, you lose some. You yeah, know? yeah. I love what I do. I love what I do for a living. I love uh, the fact that my kids are good kids and my wife is awesome. She puts up with a lot of stuff out of me, uh, and I don't deserve the life that I have been given by my God. So uh, I'm very thankful for a lot of things, and I'm thankful for you and all of the people that listen and watch our show. Dude, this sounded really nice, huh? Yeah. Hey, dude, I'm like pretty proud of myself right yeah, now. I got awfully heartfelt there. Damn, oh, man. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was so poignant. That was, like, that was so poignant Damn. and beautiful. Ooh. Like, wow. I'm like, a little, I'm misty I'm pretty proud. I mean, I'm like really proud of myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had the, you know, the little period at the end was you calling yourself out how awesome you are. Wow, well, pretty great, <laughs> pretty you know? Great. Pretty great. You're thankful for yourself. Well, huh? <laughs> there's lots to be thankful yeah. for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite part about Thanksgiving, or what I'm looking forward to, uh, we're actually going down to San Diego this year to be with my wife's family. Um, I'm excited about that. I love hanging out with uh, with her family. And I mean, I love my family, but it's expensive to fly to New York. And uh, I'm trying to look on the monitor to see if you can see his hand because he's over <laughs> here under the table going... He's doing one of these about going about going to his in-laws for. I mean, come on, man! I met them. They're beautiful people. Yeah, I know. I know. They're amazing. Wonderful, amazing <laughs> people. You're a jerk, dude. Um, no, I, I. As much as I would love, he to wasn't go, doing that. Okay, <laughs> you let me finish. I didn't interrupt you. With you, got. I let you get all heartfelt and all like you know intense, and and you go and interrupt me. Now you ruined my flow. <laughs> So here we go. It's such as life. JJ just ruined my flow. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am looking forward to going to San Diego. Um, like I said, I would love to go see my family, but it's crazy expensive to fly to New York, like mm-hmm. way too expensive. And now that my son is two years old, we have to buy him a seat as well. Mm. So it's three tickets. You couldn't put him in an overhead bin? And the check-in or in a, in a carry-on, <laughs> just like... <laughs> Maybe we could. Like, yeah. One old lady sitting there, like, oh my God, shh, don't say nothing. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you give her one of those. <laughs> Why does that bring me so much joy, Garrett? <laughs> it's just, you talk, you're dead, old lady. <laughs> right. um, but <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a lot of money. So I'm excited to, I'm looking forward to not spending a crap ton of money on Thanksgiving Yeah, and just driving down to San Diego and being with Trudy's awesome, awesome family. Uh, get to see my brother-in-law, Toby and his family, my nephews. I wish you guys could see um, his hand right now. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, put my hands up here so you can keep... Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I'm, uh, it's going to be cool. I, Like I said, it's, San Diego is an awesome city. They're an awesome family. It's going to be a blast. That's uh, awesome. So what, are they, what do they what make? Most... What's like their family food that they make? It's like the okay. their Trudy's family specialty. Honestly, like, I don't know. It's It's different going there because... Mm-hmm. Because they lived overseas for a long time. Like my wife grew up living overseas for most of her life. Um, she was a pirate. Pirate. Yeah. She was born on the seas and uh, <laughs> she she lived on the seas for. <laughs> she was born with a wooden leg. She was. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. Oh, um, they called her Longhorn Trudy. They did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, my God. You ruin everything I do. I can't get to any of my conversations without you ruining my everything. Some say make it better, but, you know. Um, Because of that, though, they didn't have, like, their typical, like, American traditions. Like, Christmas didn't look the same. Thanksgiving birthdays didn't even look the same. Like, they have very just different ways of doing things because it's one of those things where you just got to do what you got to do, do what you can do when, you know, you're living in different countries around the world that have different cultures and different shops and stores. And, you know, you can't get the same things. You can't necessarily do the same things depending on the culture of the country you're in and all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, like to go to any of their holidays or s- celebrations that they do, it's it's different, and especially different from what I had because I grew up in the States. <laughs> so I had a very American upbringing with like, obviously there's just – you know, there's things that every family does on holidays. And even if there isn't, even if there's just like specific family traditions, like, yeah, those are family traditions that, you know, my whole family did. It wasn't just like just me and my parents and my brother. It was, you know, all my aunts and uncles were involved. My grandparents were involved. So it's like a whole family unit. So yeah, it's always an, an experience. So to be honest, like I think I've only done one other Thanksgiving with them and it's just different, I guess is all I can say. Like, what's it like? Or what do I look forward to? Or what's the kind of the one thing that they... Um, that's their thing. I don't really know if they have one. I think it's kind of interesting to be a part of it because now they are trying to make those things. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm part of the family too, it's kind of like I've been part of their family that past five years. And it's interesting to like kind of almost be a part of them. Okay. Relearning and kind of reconf- like figuring out like obviously they had things that they love to do and they continue to do, but okay, how do we start, you know, changing that and making it, you know, to, yeah, and, now, and, now that they can do more and have, you know, and they, you can have part ownership of that, man. Yeah. You know, helping to author what that looks like, you know, in the future. That's yeah. awesome. So it's kind of cool being part of this family. That's like, oh, you know what? Like, we don't have this tradition that we've done for however many years. Like, you know, it's part of our family for hundreds of years or something. It's like, oh no, this is like we're just figuring things out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what am I thankful for? Definitely, my family. I mean, first and foremost, I've just raved about my in-laws and my parents are awesome. Um, thankful for, uh, my wife and my son, uh, have had so much fun the last, I don't know. Is this like the last couple of weeks? Obviously I've, I love my son <laughs> since he was born the last couple of weeks. He's pretty awesome. He's just like grown such a crazy personality and he's talking a lot now and like coherent sentences almost like still broken, but it's like, Oh, I totally understand what you're saying. And He's make, already smarter than sense. me. Like he, we've already had two conversations. <laughs> he's like just, already, just two years old. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling like he's already <laughs> a little smarter than me. I, and I'm, I've already told him like no eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's been just really cool. Like I don't know, I've just had a lot of neat ex- kind of one-on-one experiences with him the last couple of weeks that have really uh, 
meant a lot to me and really like bonded us in a really cool way. So I'm thankful for, for Shep. Uh, I'm really thankful for, for this podcast. Um, I don't know if I've t- talked about this much on the podcast. I've talked about it one-on-one with different people, but, the ranch. uh, geez, JJ, come on. I'm trying to get heartfelt here. Oh, and you're yeah, you want to keep that on the DLC. <laughs> I was, oh. That was not supposed to be talked um, about on the show. That was private. So sorry. Um, so sorry. But before we started the podcast, I like, I don't know. I've never had like a huge issue with like mental health, but I don't know. I'd struggle with like depression, like very, very minor depression here and there, or even just like, I don't know, not knowing like what the heck I'm supposed to do with my life or where I'm going or like, I'm, I'm a millennial. I don't know what I'm like, what the heck am I doing in my life? Like, I'm just going to do <laughs> go wherever the wind takes me kind of thing and let's yeah. go with it um, and figure out what I want to do later. Um, since starting this podcast, so it's given me so much like, and I mean, JD alluded to it earlier. I don't really enjoy my job a ton and my boss knows that. So if he's listening to this episode, like, uh, yeah, it's not going to be, <laughs> I don't want everyone to be like, oh, can you say that? Uh, no, uh, it's I, not a secret. I, I, it's not a secret at all. Uh, um, I just, yeah, struggle a lot with the job I have. And so since starting this podcast, it has just helped my, help give me like just peace in my life a little bit. Cause I can talk about and work on things and focus energy on things that I like really love and enjoy. And like, that mean a lot to me, like gaming had a lot to do with like my upbringing and my family culture. And like, you know, I had a lot of cool emotional ties, like my you know, relationship with my dad and different family and cousins and stuff like that. Um, so since starting this, like even my wife has been like, you've like changed a lot in the last year. Like we were talking about our, our birthday was just a couple of weeks ago for the podcast. And I've just grown so much in, um, a lot of areas that I never would have matured or grown in, I feel like, since doing this podcast. So, so you're telling <laughs> me it's from hanging out with me no, once a week not. for definitely not that. <laughs> I can't, dude. Can't I'm thinking that I'm having a positive <laughs> influence on you, buddy, and yeah. that uh, your personality may be getting shaped to be a little more like yeah. me. Oh my definitely god, are you not. becoming more like me each day? Definitely not, but no, this, this podcast is really mean. Uh, meant so much and I'm so thankful for all of you guys that listen and make this all possible because without it um, yeah I feel like I'd just be in a completely different spot uh, that uh, yeah I don't know what that would uh, that would be like but I feel like it'd be a lot darker and a lot bleaker like it definitely is a huge light in my life so thank you guys for that's awesome thank you for sharing that Garrett Thank you, Garrett. Thank you guys for being here each and every week as we bring you Super Gamer Boys. Uh, we got a lot of people to thank, including some of our Patreon sponsors. Yeah, so again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here now. Um, remember, uh, you can go over and support us, patreon.com slash supergamerboys over there. Huge shout out to, again to you guys. We're thankful for you, Patreon supporters. You guys are awesome. Um Check us out, supergamerboys.com slash store. You can buy some sweet stuff like our mug here, some T-shirts, some stickers. Uh, You can rate and review us. Go over to Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, and you can uh, leave a five-star review. That'd be awesome. Uh, Check us out, supergamerboys.com, at supergamerboys on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash supergamerboys. I'm on Twitter at G Morlang. I'm on Twitter at JJ Purdom, and I actually tweeted earlier today. Oh, dang. I'll have to check that yeah, out. Check that I can see that. Yep. Um, thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. Uh, you can check her out on Instagram at Ground Floor Graphics and Facebook.com slash Ground Floor Graphics. 
Alrighty. All right, you ready That's to go? Right. We we did this late. It's been a long day. We both yeah. said some really emotional things. We're going to deny later. You know, we're going to pretend like that stuff didn't happen. Or not happen. remember. It's like so tired. Of like, like, man, we listen to it later and be like, man, we really rambled and that doesn't make any sense. But in our heads, it made sense. Yeah. And it's I, only because it's 1030 at night. That's exactly. why That's why it was <laughs> incoherent ramblings I, to you guys. I am desperate <laughs> to get in there. I have got to go check out some of Garrett's radioactive pee. So <laughs> we are the Super Gamer Boys. He's Garrett. I'm JJ. We'll catch you. Flippity flop.